Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. The COB is brought to you by Capstream, the global absolute return fixed income specialist. It is the 17th of June. I'm Nadine Blaney. And I'm David Scott. And it's good to be here with you, Scotty, as per usual. I don't know about you, um, but I think after yesterday, it just felt like a bit of a lackluster day for the market. And, you know, I guess the finishing uh, figure really sort of says it all. We had the um, the X2C, the Chi X200, uh, finishing the day relatively flat. We saw a move of about a tenth of a percent to the upside. Yeah, it was a little bit messy. Probably the best word I can use to describe the session today, but obviously followed a really, really big gain yesterday. So... Uh, all things being considered, a bit of consolidation after that move is actually probably a welcome thing. We saw CBA finishing the day higher, up by about a quarter of 1%. As we mentioned a couple of times on air, we saw some pretty strong buying in the A-REIT space. And Jeremy Hook from TMS Capital saying, look, it might have to do with what we saw out in the U.S. when it came to retail sales. Because, you know, that was a, a really good figure. We always hear about it referenced as a record uh, gain. But uh, perspective is everything, isn't it? Yes, I must admit I wasn't excited to buy the record uh, headlines and everything else because it followed a record decline the previous month. And uh, just, I think there's too much focus on month-to-month changes, particularly when it comes to percentages. Uh, it's, it's not useful, put bluntly. Uh, at some point, you've actually got to go look at what the relative level is, uh, and that gives you a real indication. So I, I saw a tweet that came out earlier today that was talking about the uh, the retail sales, the re- sorry, the uh, spending on clothing, and it was up something ridiculous, like 188% uh, month on month. But it's still massively below where it was pre-COVID. So it just gives you this false indication of what's going on by using percentages. So please, 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 please keep an eye on what the relative level of these indices are doing. That will give you a much better guide as to how we're progressing out of this, uh, this crisis. And I guess the devil in the detail as well might be in some of the, you know, the finer points when it comes to this jobs report that we're expecting out in Australia tomorrow. Again, the payrolls data yesterday gave us some cause for relative enthusiasm. But again, it's going to be the hours worked. It's going to be the participation rate that we really need to pay attention to, isn't it? It will be, and not even not only that, we don't have a trend series and we don't have a seasonally adjusted series. We have raw data coming out our way uh, tomorrow, which is going to make it extremely interesting uh, to go and see what's happened, uh, which means it can go and throw up surprises. Uh, obviously, we saw a few surprises in the previous months, a uh, reiteration. We saw some uh, you know, the unemployment rate for one was capped, uh, but we also saw a massive spike in underutilization. So I really don't know what to go and make of tomorrow's report. It will grab plenty of headlines, no doubt. But is it going to go and give you any meaningful information as to how we're progressing? Look, I'd probably argue the report we received yesterday on payrolls is a more useful tool at this point. And even then, it's not that great. Uh, I'm still looking to activity indicators uh, that you wouldn't necessarily see from the likes of ABS and others uh, to go and give me a gauge as to how we're progressing. 
Well, we'll get that jobs report out regardless at 11.30 a.m. tomorrow, Thursday, Jobs Day. So we're looking forward to that. A few big moves on the market today. Beacon Lighting is one of them. Uh, you know, again, really reinforcing that trend to online. Infigen Energy, a bit of M&A activity around that one. And it finished the day up by about 7%. And then we had car sales being very transparent, coming out, updating the market. It's what we want to get, you know, in so-called confession season, whether or not we'll get it from, you know, a large number of companies because they're not, uh, you know, compelled to right now. Uh, still though, we spoke with uh, the car sales CEO, Cameron McIntyre, a little bit earlier on today. Shares finished up by about uh, six, 7%, pretty close to 7%. And he's quite confident that the bottom has been hit and it's upwards and onwards from here. That may explain the transparency. You know, as a, as a country, you know, we, we're a big country and we have big big cities and people still need to commute. Um, so I, I guess from, from, from our point of view, um, we, we, don't, we don't see um, significant headwinds um, over the course of the next six, to six, six months or so. And another day of gains for Viva Energy. Viva Energy shares finished up by 2.26%. It just happens to be our stock of the day. Let's listen in to our expert guests discussing it on the call. Oh, look, I mean, those updates yesterday were all definitely positive. Yeah. Um, it's quite a, a vertically integrated business. And they've obviously got a lot of the petrol stations, but they've got some infrastructure assets as well. Um, they're the second player to Ampol or the old Caltex in Australia. Yep. They still deliver, I think, 25% of the fuel needs to Australians. So it's, it's definitely a substantial business. Um, look, long term, though, although it looks like decent recovery is taking place there. Long term, I do see some headwinds for this business. Um, there is definitely a move towards renewables. Um, there's obviously yep. more efficient vehicles these days than in previous decades as well in terms of fuel usage as electric cars coming in as well that are only expected to grow in terms of their prominence on the roads uh, and also in the short term aviation fuel is a big driver for them and we still haven't seen uh, air travel start to pick up to decent levels just yet so although the easing of the restrictions is a short-term positive long term there's just so many variables going into a business like this it's quite a complex business for that reason we tend to steer clear it's, it's, a, it's a massive business, you know, they make money. They've had a very rough run, um, that's not their fault. But, you know, you can afford to be choosy on the market. Yeah. Super capital intensive, you're sort of subject to a litany of factors that are outside of, of your control. There's longer term structural factors that Michael was sort of talking about. Yeah. Um, I, I dug up the, the forecast, uh, consensus forecast from analysts just on Comsec before I came on. They're targeting a per share earnings of nine cents per share in FY22. So if right. you say go out two years, hopefully all of this coronavirus stuff is, is dealt with by then, you're still looking at today's price on a PE of about 18 times that. You know, at best, I think you kind of longer term, it normalizes that to an upper single digit yeah. kind of things. So that was Andrew Page from Strawman finishing the thoughts there on Viva Energy. And uh, it was Michael Wayne from Medallion Financial that uh, kicked that off. Of course, a lot of it in this market is coming down to value, where people are seeing value, how they're finding value, and uh, Wilson Asset Management's Jeff Wilson joined us on Ausbiz today. You can access that interview via the show notes, as well as Credit Suisse Australia CIO Andrew McCauley. Now, he says we are on to base four, and he's listing some themes worth 
investing in, as well as that interview with uh, Cameron McIntyre, the CEO of Car Sales. So all of those are in our show notes. Um, tonight, uh, we've got some more coming from the US Fed Chair Jay Powell. I'm not sure that's going to be market moving. Do you get to the point where you know, you've said all you can say about the state of the US economy? Once you've spoken to the House or the Senate, whichever one comes first, uh, I've never really seen too much reaction on the second night. But look, it's 2020. Anything is possible. We're used to surprises. Maybe there'll be another surprise tonight. Okay. So tomorrow on AusBiz, we kick the day off with some analysis from Carl Tannenbaum. He's the chief economist at Northern Trust. So that's live from Chicago. And sticking with that U.S. theme, we'll be speaking with PGM Stephen Kellner about the bond market. Obviously, it'll be interesting to put anything in context that's been said overnight from Jay Powell. Um, look, it goes on. Don't forget about that um, economic data that's dropping at 11.30. The jobs report, we will be with you for that. And a little bit later in the day, we'll be speaking with Lee Travers. He's CEO of Digital X. So that is a long-only Bitcoin fund. So that's an Australian first. Should be interesting if you are into your digital assets. So is that it, Scotty? I mean, anything can happen tonight. Just uh, be prepared, be on the ready. Who knows? We're, uh, we're on a bit earlier, us two, uh, tomorrow. So we know what happened last time that happened. So uh, <laughs> hopefully it won't be another you know, cascade fall in Wall Street, but uh, we'll find out very soon. Surely it wasn't us. All right, Scotty, um, good to chat with you. Um, we'll do it all again tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Well, that's it for today. Thanks again to Capstream. A huge thanks for their support of our podcast. You can get more information on Capstream in your episode notes, or you can always visit capstream.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.